0: Welcome to the Retail Insider Interview Series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here with Larry Leung. He's the Principal of Transformity and is a customer experience strategist and an expert in all kinds of different areas. We're going to be talking a bit about airport retail today. Welcome, Larry.
1: Thank you for having me, Craig.
0: And let's talk a little bit about airport retail here. We could do a bit of a focus on luxury retail. Um, what uh, are you seeing here in terms of retail and airports right now, uh, before and after gates?
1: Well, it's been very interesting. So GTA just reported their 2022 financial numbers. And so I have them in front of me. They made $1.4 billion in revenue. And uh, interestingly, only 150 million or so came from concessions. Um, and so that's not a really big number. They they get a lot more from landing fees, for example, or maybe even parking fees, and even the airport improvement fees that you and I are paying uh, per every ticket. But, It hasn't been uh, as robust as it used to be uh, for the airport due to the pandemic, less people traveling, but there has been some improvement. So um, now we're seeing about 23 to $28 on average per passenger coming through. And there were 35, almost 36 million passengers going through the Pearson Airport last year. So those are pretty good numbers. Can they get better? Definitely because Pearson has seen almost 50 million passengers back before the pandemic. So we're still a little ways to go when when it comes to recovery.
0: Are we seeing other airports, uh, perhaps with higher numbers, or seeing more um, uh, retail spending and a percentage of retail being the overall uh, mix of, of revenue for the
1: airports? So North America has never been as robust when it comes to having a bigger retail mix as a Component of financial. So, if you think about non-aeronautical revenue, which is the total part of um, uh, revenue that airports would receive beyond flights, um, they have always been at best twenty, maybe thirty percent of all total revenue for an airport. Compare that to Asian airports, which is up to fifty plus percent. Say Dubai Airport, fifty-two percent. Shanghai is forty percent, where their revenues mostly is not about flying activities. And you have seen some of the best airports in the world, say, you know, Singapore, Changi Airport, just one Skytrax, um, number one again, while well, they spend a lot of their capital um, in providing a robust customer experience a passenger experience through say rainforest, through 24 hour shopping and having eateries that makes sense for a lot of people.
0: Is a lot of the retail that we're seeing at airports luxury retail? I've seen that in uh, quite a few airports around the world. Um, Obviously, there's not just luxury retail, there's all kinds of others. But what are you seeing in terms of uh, sort of that retail mix? What's driving all that revenue for these really productive uh, airports that are productive for the retail part?
1: That's a really good question. If we do a tour of Canadian airports, what we're going to see is that the luxury retailers are mostly based in the international terminals or international, international section of any terminal rather than domestic or US. And the question would be, should there be more luxury retailers or should Canadian retailers selling luxury brands? Well, think about maybe having a little boutique within the terminal, Because let's face it, we have all amazing Canadian shoppers and they are buying luxury. So they could be going to Montreal from Toronto for an opening, uh, maybe a show, but they may still want to buy luxury, right? So what are we catering to those people going in Canada? I, I'd say maybe not, not from an airport's point of view.
0: Who's um, behind the retail mix? Like it's it's airport travel. Uh, you know, there's a, a Bulgari store, I think still probably in Terminal 3 in Toronto, or has a store in Vancouver. Um, who operates those? Is it the retailers themselves or is it uh, a third party?
1: Depending on which country you're in. And depending on who is managing the airport, um, how the the retail mix may be a little different. So say Pearson, for example, um, a lot of the spaces will be managed by a third party vendor um, that will report up to Pearson's uh, senior management. And usually contracts would be between three to five years and usually would be a little uh, rent Specific plus may be a percentage of sales. So depending on the contract that a retailer would have, um, they would have an alcove maybe at the airport. And it would be very interesting that, you know, such as Starbucks, for example, a lot of people expect to see Starbucks. How come I can't mobile order? It's the same thing. So it's a third party bringing in Starbucks, having them operate as a franchisee. So you and I wouldn't know that in fact, they're not part of the Starbucks system that's that's why we cannot use our app for the longest time and it's the same thing with retail so if you look at all the retail uh, directory online some of them may not even list out their terminal or airport terminal presence at all so if if you look into Toronto Pearson for example not all the major retail brands that are in Toronto at the Toronto airport are listed
0: Now these aren't they're not duty-free retailers like is there any sort of a discount that a shopper would be getting versus uh, going to a store on blur street or alberni street uh, say in toronto or vancouver
1: if you're not part of the duty-free offering then i think you have the retailer would have a little more option available for sales um, based on their own corporate directives and within duty-free that would be more of an overall Um, look into how to manage the customer mix and what should be discounted. But I I seldom see a lot of um, discounts on retail brands. Maybe we see more of that with alcohol as a bundle rather than um, retail brands working as a bundle. Now,
0: duty-free retail, it doesn't seem to be quite as big here in Canada. We've obviously got duty-free retailers, but you go to places like, say, Australia, where they have obviously, you know, duty-free retailers in the airport and even downtown. But uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Are you seeing any missed opportunities here for duty, duty-free duty retail in Canada generally?
1: A lot of people ask me this question, how come we don't have duty-free at on arrivals or maybe at the city? So we have seen it in many Asian countries. You mentioned Australia, where there is a downtown uh, shop where people can buy. Um, so this is part of the Canadian government directive for the time being that they don't have a directive to allow for duty-free on arrivals or at any city centers. Part of it is managing the uh, clientele. It, you know, Most of the alcohol selling is provincial and not federal. And so um, they may have a word to say if you start, suddenly sell duty-free alcohol at a lower price than, say, your local liquor uh, store. So that could be a problem in itself. And then other brands are just not engaged enough to ask, well, why not have duty-free? Um, But certainly there are many airports operators have been asking, should we at least think about it? And maybe there are opportunities wasted, especially on the arrival side, where if you think about the Canadian airport designs, arrivals are typically not the place you want to be in. And they they are usually boring and you just want to get out. Um, But yet airport arrivals is the first connection and touch point for many international travelers coming into the country. And so there are actually opportunities to showcase what the country and the city is about through duty-free and other shopping opportunities.
0: Do you think that we could talk about duty-free first and then uh, generally about the arrival retail? Um, do you think that we might see a change in duty-free retail in Canada in terms of, say, having a large duty-free store in, uh, well, I mean, at an airport, which I guess we sort of do, but in a downtown core, uh, like was in the case of Vancouver until maybe about a decade ago? I hope so,
1: because if you think about duty-free uh, for many decades ago, they many airports redesigned um, the layer of the terminal so that they can have data-free right after security and immigration. And as as security and immigration process has become a lot more uh, difficult for some people to navigate. And a lot of people have all have a lot more anxiety going through those process, um, then the, the urge of wanting to buy something right after security or immigration would be reduced. And I think with that particular mindset in place, a lot of people may just skip through duty-free and just go to the gate or maybe go grab a coffee. And so uh, many airports should be looking at all the trans traffic, um, looking at how people are looking at merchandise, what type of merchandise are people looking for when they're looking at Duty free, uh, and then maybe we think about how they should redesign duty free as part of the overall passenger experience. Because uh, if you look at the numbers, um, almost two thirds of the people going through Pearson are transfer passengers. If you are transfer passengers going to say international, well then they would have already passed through duty free um, when they get through. So, uh, so maybe they won't even hit duty free. Uh, coming into the terminal. And so we have to rethink, well, how do we modify, motivate those passengers into spending more time looking at what's offered rather than sitting at the gate, which is not what the airport wants anyways.
0: And what about, I know for myself, I've started only doing carry-on luggage. Uh, um, are there options out there for people that still want to shop, but uh, may not necessarily bring it in on their very limited uh, luggage, which uh, may be packed to, the, packed to the gills like I do? <laughs>
1: That is a really good question. So mm-hmm. in Canada, no. Um, Canada has not really evolved and innovated into thinking about shopping experiences beyond carry buy and carry, which is what we have been doing for many decades. But if you look at London HEFO, for example, they have a robust shopping program whereby you can book in advance to get a shopper uh, to help you get through security and then you can buy uh, many products. Some of them you can carry on board with you. Some you can uh, get them to hold it so that when you come home, you can pick it up. Some can even deliver to your home address or to your destination. And so having extra availability for delivery or pickup allows a lot of shoppers to actually spend time and think maybe I need to go to Burberry and buy something and look for something rather than going to a boutique because I didn't have time to. And then I can shop the way I want to and don't have to carry everything with me.
0: Now, let's talk a little bit about the, um, uh, I guess we could talk about the arrival part of uh, uh, the retail experience. Uh, would it be quite challenging, I guess, as a first question, to uh, reconfigure things spatially to uh, accommodate some retail, which would sort of, uh, I guess, facilitate this vision?
1: It would be, um, because if you, if you think about, but, but the airport can think about retail in many ways. Um, you have direct retailing, which would be at the terminal. Um, they can also have a relationship whereby if you're passing through the re- terminal, um, that you can actually get a coupon um, for use in the city. So we have seen this in Singapore. So if you're flying Singapore Airlines previously, um, you can use your boarding pass and then you can go to many shops in the city and then be able to get discounts for products and services. So Toronto Pearson can do a similar program um, to cater and build those relationships with retail brands too.
0: Very interesting. Um, I mean, how about shopping on planes? Uh, this is something that I think we saw years ago, just Perhaps with alcohol and maybe cigarettes, but um, what about a full catalog experience or something? I guess that would be a little bit more digital.
1: We have seen we have seen over the years that in fact there is reduction of duty free on board because their number one products are heavy and if people are not buying them. Then it's contributing to you know potentially more gas, meaning more uh, expensive costs in running the flights. Um, I think for airlines there is always going to be a place for duty free. I think it's more important to find products that are unique to the airline, to the destination, to the country that people want to buy. So if you have a limited edition teddy bear uh, from say the Bay, for example, cater for any airline, Canadian airline, maybe those could be a good seller versus just something you can also get at your destination or uh, at home. Um, and, and alcohol and cigarettes are two things that many airlines used to rely on. And I don't know if those would be the motivator for many travelers today because number one they're they're heavy uh, number two if you have a connecting flight chances are the alcohol needs to be repacked into your suitcase um or that it may not get through security and so with that in mind um alcohol sales is not amazing when it when you have a transfer of flight
0: are we seeing some airports around the world using retail as an actual attraction and draw uh, and i don't mean draw specifically just to fly but but something which is gonna bring people in and say, for example, a luxury wing within, a, within almost like a Yorkdale type of situation uh, within an airport. Are, are you seeing uh, uh, retail in itself becoming an attraction beyond just what we would have in an airport like Singapore with its cool other stuff that it has?
1: So many new airports coming in uh, the one thing they're going to think about is people are not going to use a check-in counter um, to do all the check-ins and so um, there would be space available outside of security to actually engage the customer and we have seen many cities uh, reclaiming that space and building restaurants and building, uh, building retail smaller retail spaces for people to hang out before they get into the secured area um, we have seen Edmonton do a very interesting job thinking about bringing customers off site, um, having uh, shopping available off site, and then getting them to go to the airport. And it will be interesting to see how that is being evolved as a concept. Would they, you know, for example, build a partnership for transportation, maybe even have more check in areas directly at the shopping center? That way, then people don't have to worry about oh, what's going to happen to my luggage, what's going to happen to the time I need to go. the airport now, that type of feeling. Well, if that is solved, then they would have more comfort in shopping, you know, at the outlet mall. And so I'm I'm definitely looking into Edmonton as an example of what's next and what else can be, uh, can happen outside of Edmonton.
0: What sort of improvements do you uh, see that could be done to retail uh, at airports in Canada, be it luxury or otherwise?
1: I think The number one thing really is to understand the customers, where are they going? The more we know where they're going, the more we would be able to cater specific solutions for them, their retail mix. You know, we, a lot of the the brands that I've talked to, they they think about every passenger as the same quality passenger, but we know that passengers are flying economy, premium economy and business and first class. Well, what are their needs exactly from a retail shopping experience? Maybe some of them do want more catered uh, shopping experiences that I can pre-booked. Uh, and that it turns into instead of a one-hour time frame, maybe I can block time for a three-hour experience um, at the airport so that you're not just shopping. Maybe you can get food as you shop, get some champagne. That would be something that I think a lot of the luxury shoppers may want or premium customers may want, rather than just staying inside a lounge. Now, if you're thinking about economy passengers, well, they may be eating at a fast food restaurant, or maybe they're going to Disney because they're a family. Well then you have to ask yourself if you're taking a family to Disney, what are things that we can help them to make sure that their trip is as comfortable and as fun as possible. And finally, premium economy passenger, that's the one segment that has been uh, in a lot of cases, um, not thought about. Um, They're the ones who are paying two, two and a half times more than a normal economy passenger, maybe not a business class. So uh, they don't have access to lounge, but then they are traveling a little better. So what would be some of the elevated um, quality, higher quality experiences available for them? And I think that's sometimes not mapped out. And for a luxury retailer, well, you, you don't have just one type of customer, you have multiple types of customers, then you have to ask yourself, how are you courting them? How are you telling them, number one, that they that you exist at the airport. And number two, what are some of the products available at, at different price range so that they would be uh, managing that expectation and, and have that amazing shopping experience? Interesting, interesting. One thing I find is going to the airport. We're going to airports
0: more you know, earlier than ever, I think, basically. And uh, I always feel a little bit stressed. I mean, you're going through security and whatnot. I don't want to miss my flight. I just have a general feeling of anxiety uh, at the airport. Is there anything you could suggest that would get people maybe to relax more besides just plying people with alcohol?
1: (laughs) Well, alcohol definitely works for a lot of people. I think part of it is to educate the the passenger what's happening and what's happening at the airport much earlier. So typically uh, people buy their tickets anywhere from three to six months in advance of their travel, especially if they are flying for leisure over business. And so... That means you have three to six months time to tell people what's happening whether or not there may be um, some new environmental or uh, cleanliness procedure that they have to think about um, you know what about lineups that they have to think about that's something that would reduce anxiety because i think a lot of people don't like waiting in lines and if you tell them in advance that hey you know what? Craig, you should be there earlier because that your flight is at a very peak time and and that by going earlier or maybe even pay um, to to book a a appointment for security, uh, which is uh, available in other airports, then maybe that would reduce your anxiety. And more importantly, after you go through security and maybe immigration, what else is at the terminal so that your trip would be as amazing as possible? You know, a lot of people's, may not know that there are manicure and pedicure services available at Pearson. Well, they may not know because usually people who uh, book manicure and pedicure appointments, well, they booked an appointment it's in their calendar. And yet at Pearson, it's not something you can do. You just go and hope that there would be spaces available for you. So maybe in the future, vendors should think about while well, maybe allowing people to book and give them some grace so that in case something happens, um, then they are not penalized.
0: I think that's an issue generally not knowing what's at the airport, I know for myself I I had to ask that question is Bulgari does it still have a store at Pearson Airport in Toronto. Uh, Because we don't see a lot of directories or advertising, but it makes sense for airports to really I guess educate people through some sort of even just marketing and advertising of what's there like we have. A Ferragamo store at the Toronto airport. We've got a Gucci shop in Vancouver at the airport. Um, you know, because they're not things you even see necessarily in a directory, uh, at least not publicly. That's that's prominent and available.
1: So two, there are two points there. Number one, the the digital directory needs to be more intelligent. So if you go to any of the Canadian airports, digital directory and type luxury, well, may it may not show you all the stores available that sells you luxury goods. That's number one. And number two. Um, really having the experience mapped out earlier. So if you're a luxury shopper, well, you may need uh, a few things. Well, how can the airport help you plan the trip so that you know those stores, number one, exist? And then number two, the goods are available that you want to buy exist. And, And hopefully there will be something more limited edition um, specifically cater to that city or the airport as we have seen you know starbucks all over the world the fact that you may have a mug uh, with that one city people love to collect those so why not have that also um, in any number of shops in toronto or in any canadian airport
0: it makes sense and even just the wayfinding situation i know that uh, uh, i don't know why and i guess it's the same thing maybe with the path in toronto and with union station and a few others but I almost get lost. The wayfinding situation, even if they attempt signage, doesn't seem to be there. Do you have any suggestions for improving this uh,
1: fiasco that people like me experience? Well, certainly, airports do not want you to get lost. Uh, so. They're, they're trying their best with their wayfinding. What we have seen is that technology is not the solution. Most people already have a backpack or maybe a carry-on, plus um, if they use their phone for wayfinding, it actually does not work. Um, what I love is uh, what you talked about, a luxury wing, for example. If there is a specific wing just for luxury retailers and that there are good signage for it, then I think it will be it will make it easier to locate um, various stores. And more importantly, I think um, airlines can partner with those brands directly and you know they know that you're going to say Vancouver Airport and so they know where your gate is and what retailers are available near that gate area or near in that terminal why not tell you in advance by telling you in advance maybe you can make an appointment in the future or maybe even hold um goods and products so that you can just pick it up. You don't have to wait in line just go and buy and pick it up. Make life easier for people it's that it's going to be something that we Um, should see and and are some of the things I'm working with brands on because I feel like just like you said, uh, the travel experience is not as seamless as the advertising is telling you and they can do better.
0: And uh, speaking of doing better, do you have any uh, good examples of some airports that can be globally that have uh, amazing retail that you've
1: seen? Well, we we talked about Singapore, Changi Airport. Uh, we talked about London Heathrow Airport, um, Paris, uh, and Amsterdam both have really good international airports that really showcase a, their character, their identity with their retail experience. And when they have you know specific stores that talks about uh, who they are, then you really want to go. They do a really good job showcasing the airport using um, content creators. And the content creators are not just working for their channels but working beyond their channels to showcase what's possible and I think that's one area Canadian airports uh, could use a little more help uh, using content creators to go outside of the airport social media um, into telling people in Canada and outside of Canada what's possible because like you said maybe uh, you ask yourself are certain brands still available are they even in the brand's directory online maybe not right so I think more can be done to to tell people what's going on.
0: Are we falling behind compared to uh, other countries or other places around the world in terms of our airport retail?
1: I think maybe it's a holistic um, strategy that the Canadian government, uh, all the way down to tourism boards, should take on with the help of airlines and airports in really building out a shopping retail strategy. It's not, I don't think you can really solve the the question of are we falling behind just you know, putting the responsibility in one stakeholder, I think all the stakeholders can work together to come up with, well, who are these shoppers? Can we, can we really showcase Toronto and any other Toronto Canadian cities that you, you're not just here to sightsee, but here to shop and how and why? And why is the airport the place to shop? I think those are the questions that we need to work together to address uh, together and, and then build a, a strategy behind that.
0: You were recently quoted in an article in Retail Insider around bringing more local retailers, I think, into airports. Tell me a little bit more about uh, what you were thinking there.
1: Bringing local retailers not easy. I'm going to start that because you know it it takes a long time to curate. It it takes a long time to bring in some of the stores, and finally, rent is really high. But um, many airports are suffering from the same 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 old same old. They look the same. They feel the same. They have the same retailers, and so. For an airport to differentiate itself and really showcase who they are, they have to think local and maybe work with the local brands to develop them. So instead of just getting any local brands who's willing to pay rent, maybe have a innovation lab and develop um, locally what would how a brand can do better at the airport and beyond. Because it's not just a retail experience, a, it's a Canadian experience going uh, to... Uh, have a store in a Canadian airport, right? So if I think beyond just retail and think it's a Canadiana exercise, then more can be done um, to educate, build awareness, maybe even systems. Because if you imagine that if smaller local stores don't use, uh, may not have the purchasing power, may not have the same IT know-how into building a better experience, maybe that's something the airport can help them into doing something more. For them to make them a success story, and who doesn't like a success story, especially local success story, and and that's what something I would want to you know get into and and buy if I have that opportunity to see local vendors in the airport.
0: Are you aware of any um, initiatives coming down the pipeline that might, uh, say, improve retail at airports in Canada?
1: Well, I I have seen, you know, we were we just talked about local. I've seen more of that in Vancouver Airport and, you know, parts of Calgary. We have seen some of that, right? So um, I I encourage more uh, the Canadian airport authorities to really look locally, maybe even work with some of the local universities to come up with solutions. Because if um, money is an issue, well, then let's figure out something. Maybe work with the banks on that. If it's an idea issue, then let's work with... Um, universities and coming up ideas on how to build a maybe a wing that just like we talked about a luxury wing, why not build a wing specifically with local artists and local vendors selling things Um, that could be a very interesting idea because it would be very different across Canada. And, and more importantly, I want the different airports to work with each other. So if I'm going between Vancouver and Toronto, there are distinctiveness, uniqueness between the airports and the city themselves. Well, why not have them cross promote each other? Why aren't all the Canadian airports cross promoting uh, between each other so that uh, it doesn't matter where I go, I'm going to always feel a little bit of Canada at the airports, and I think that may be important. And it could be just as simple as seeing more Canadian flags because I think in a lot of the airports, we don't always see the Canadian flag. Um, And that could be as simple as just showing, oh, that's a Canadian flag, so we know that store is local.
0: If uh, airports were able to significantly increase their overall revenue, From retail offerings do you think there could be a bit of a reduction say and this is for the average person for a reduction in uh, the ticket price uh, of some flights do you think there could be any savings passed on to consumers ultimately
1: well many people don't realize that many canadian airports uh, have to pay rent uh to the government and they also pay tax on top of that right so it's uh, it's a lot of work for them and that's why some of them have airport improvement fees and if they are able to have a better retail mix um, that really go after the different clientele and showcase that what's possible and why you should shop at the airport, potentially with an increased sale, maybe they can reduce some of the airport improvement fees because some, some of them gets to $38. I believe Winnipeg is charging $38 per passenger. And so you may have a Flair Airlines coming at $9 per flight. Well, that doesn't matter because the airport improvement fees are already four times as high as the airfare. And so Canadian, Canadians uh, wouldn't necessarily see lower ticket prices if we don't see some of those fees go down.
0: Now, Larry, is there a way to increase dwell time to get consumers to spend more at the airport?
1: I, I think the goal for airports is to increase um it's increased dwell time. So we want you to get to the airport earlier because there is so much to do at the airport, whether or not it's an experience-based item or a um, retail shopping um, solution. Airports want you to spend more money. The goal is to find ways to to help you get there, to inspire you. So part of it would be education um, to the public. Part of it would be to showcase what's possible and redesign um, things like duty free so that people are not going through duty free after they get to through security, for example, or immigration uh, when they're the most interested and in, and have the highest stress. Um, and then you know think about shopping maybe at the gate rather than having uh, rather than having all the retail at one location maybe duty free, why can't I buy and then just pick up at the gate? those could be some things that people may want to do because Pearson, for example, already has an online solution. They have an e-commerce platform. So why can't I just buy from there and then tell you where my gig is and then you just, you know, ship it to me, kind of like duty-free.
0: I remember uh, we had an article in Retail Insider a while ago that Pearson Airport had launched this e-commerce platform.
1: As far as you're aware, Larry, uh, has it been a success? Why should people buy online at Pearson rather than Amazon? And you have to show customer what's happening. You have to show customers beyond um, your own social media on content platforms. They they didn't really talk about it with, say, Block or Narc City or you after you posted. We reached out because we I wrote a piece and then I reached out to them specifically, called that out and say we would love to do a thing with you on your e-commerce, but they 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 declined. Um, so then that question is, well why 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 is there why should people shop online and then get them shipped home i don't know i don't know if i see that association not many airports do the same thing with an e-commerce platform like that um, and if they do it's more for the e-commerce component it's more for tickets to sell for like experience it's like singapore Yi airport you you buy tickets for many things um, and so because they're so big it's so big i i'm going there in November um, and my flight lands at 11.30 PM and my next flight is not till 9 AM. And so we are going to be at the airport, living at the airport overnight, and we'll be having fun because there will be retail, there will be food, there is a movie theater, there are lounges, there are a lot of different things. And I'm gonna take pictures and videos for you to, to tell you if Toronto decides to be a 24 hour airport, or any of the Canadian airports want to be 24 hours, then what do they need to do? Um, You know, uh, uh, something we didn't talk about, but I feel like we should talk about in the future, employees. And there are thousands and thousands of employees working for airports, right? And um, most of the time by 9.30, there's nothing for them other than team Hortons. Well, that's a problem for them, right? Um, Then they cannot even spend money. And so that adds to your sale and then and then maybe further i like the edmonton idea i just think their execution is not very good but i like it because um in say south korea you know a place we're going to go in the future um they actually built airport city or um uh they airport cities where they have good transportation to bring you to different places so people go and have surgery at the airport city and then they go back to the airport
0: this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much, Larry, for joining us today, uh, talking about airport retail uh, in Canada and globally.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: This has been Larry Liang. He's the principal of Transformity. He's a customer experience strategist there, as well as uh, an expert in all kinds of things around uh, consumer behaviour and uh, airports and all kinds of other things. And I'm Craig Patterson. I'm the founder, CEO and publisher of Retail Insider Media. I'm also the host here of the Retail Insider Video Interview Series. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us, whether or not you're doing this by by video or on your local podcast channel. Thank you so much. Take care and bye for now.